podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm going to share something with you. That might put me in a very negative light, yeah. Relationships are not my forte. See if someone grabbed up my wife and saying, completely different ballgame. I'll walk away from it and this has been like a therapy session. Andrew McCart, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast, and I'm delighted as always to be joined by Mr. Joe Fournier, all the way out in Miami. Now, Joe, like I said to you before I pushed record there, I've been watching you on Instagram. You're training hard, brother. You're training hard. I know. They say tragedy, you know, brings you, uh, brings you into a mental space where you can, uh, you can grind it out. And I uh, broke up with my missus, so she's been acting like a total tart. So I just went, you know what, I'm going to ignore that hit the gym every day, twice a day. And uh, it's been a blessing in disguise. I've cut the weight super fast and uh, sparring three times a week. And uh, yeah, yeah, it went from doing nothing to now training like I'm fighting for a world title. Well, I said, Joel, like, you were you were on a sort of roll. Like you were, you won a, a version of the WWE title. Then you fought your, David Hay in a, in a fight that probably you never thought you'd ever get to fight somebody like David Hay with his caliber. And then it just sort of, I was out, I was lucky enough to be in Miami for your fight with David Hay. But then it just suddenly stopped. The, the training, the fights. Well, you know, women are a distraction. Right after that fight, I met my bird. She, you know, wants to go on holiday. She's never been to Italy. She's never travelled. And then the next thing you know, she had four kids. So I take on four kids. And when you, well, you know, between running my companies, managing, taking the kids to school, jujitsu, all the things you do when you're, you know, now a family man. Bear in mind, I've never had a kid in my life. <laughs> So when you're gonna get down the boxing gym and hit the mitts and get back training? So money, you know, money, business, and, and family took over, and uh, it's a story I'm sure a lot of fighters have. But yeah, so it was a little abyss, and then um, I kind of woke up, you know, in September. I looked around. I'm like, Jesus, you know, these ain't my kids, and although I love them dearly, I still gotta live my life, and uh, that's kind of what made the frictions for us to move in, in different directions. And then, uh, and then you know, they, they say you only know the person you're with until you break up. And then I saw all of it. I went bored of boxing fans with my uh, with my issues, but it's been all over the tabloids. Actually, it's been messing about with some 63 year old after me. So, you know, so I just uh, I think she's more focused on the money than the love. Let's put it that way. But you know, I tracked it. <laughs> I got well, the money then. too. So. You've got, you've so got, you got to take that rough with this move. But no, it's been great for training because every time you're like, someone sends you something irritating on social media, oh, look what she's doing now. You're like, oh, don't worry about it. Go spar six rounds and I feel better about it. I just feel sorry for my sparring partners. Well, I'm going to feel sorry for Tony uh, Christodoulou uh, come the 14th of January then, if that's the case. Yeah, I'm going to smash straight through him. He's just a stepping stone, really. Like, he's a tough guy. That's why, you know, I agreed to fight him because he's never really been stopped except one time in the UFC. He's, he was also a Golden Gloves champion, so he can box as well. And um, it's just going to be a lot more competitive just picking on some random MMA guy like a Ben Askren, you know, that can't mm. punch his way out of a brown paper bag. So I think he's got a decent, decent pedigree. Like you said, I haven't fought now in, what, 13, 14 months, 15 months. So it's a good step. And then I'm also the alternate. So if, if Dylan Dennis does not show up, I'm fighting KSI uh, on January the 14th. What does that do for your preparation, though? Obviously, I know you want that KSI fight, but you're you're sort of half preparing for Tony rather than KSI. Yeah. Does, yeah. Is, is that is that sort of like hindered you in any way for your preparation? Are you preparing for well, Tony? K- well, listen, KSI? listen, KSI trains with London shoot fighters. The guys have like 
50 years of, you know, fight fight pedigree between them. They're not dumbasses. Michael Page, etc. Chisora, David A, they've coached. So they know what they're doing. They know that. So even if Dylan Dennis ain't ever going to show up, they ain't going to tell me, are they? They ain't going to, oh, Joe, prepare for KSI. It's 12 weeks you got, you know, because they're going to be looking, hold on, we've got a top 10 WBA international guy. We've got a, a, a novice, you know, a very athletic, very hardworking novice is living a life, you know, training hard. And you can see that if you do train really hard and you are dedicated, they do improve much faster than people that are half assing it like I do, you know? So, but they're not going to, they're not going to give me advantage. They're going to tell me a week before, aren't they? And that's just really just the way it's going to go. So, Maybe Trish and Tony Christodoulou is a red herring. Maybe I show up and Dylan Dennis don't show up. He didn't make the press conference. And then they go, oh, Joe, here you go. Here's a million quid. Jump in the ring. And I'm like, all right, here's a million quid. It's a million quid. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll take that for the fight case. I no bother at all. But listen, like, like I said to you, I said that <clears throat> when I look at Dylan Dennis, right, and I, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but I feel like his whole persona is this bad guy on the internet. And if KSI beats him, then where does he go from there? So I think that whole... And when I'm looking at it, do I think uh, Dylan Dennis is going to show up? Probably 50% of me says no. So I, that's what I said to you. I think this KSI fight might be closer than what you think. So I, yeah. I, I sort of like it could be 50-50 whether you fight KSI on the 14th or March or April. So Yeah, well, what they, what they told me is if I, if, I, if I get a nice knockout on the 14th that I have KSI in May and then another big fight in, 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 in December as well. So they want me to fight three times for Misfit on the zone boxing. So I'm just waiting to see, you know, like I'm pretty laid back about all this because, you know, boxing isn't what pays my bills. So for me, it's just the fun and entertainment. It doesn't really matter who's in the ring, whether it's KSI, Logan Paul, Dylan Dennis, Tyron Woodley, Tony Crisodoga, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to have fun and, and just kind of like, just, you know, put my skills on show and good to be back in London. That's what I was saying. Do you miss it? Do you miss the boxing? Do you miss London? Do you miss all this sort of side of things? Uh, I miss London to a certain extent, like with regards to, you know, all my local curry house, my local pub, all the things, you know, Hounslow, all my mates. I like miss all like the local restaurants I used to like and that like culture. But, you know, you can't beat Miami, you know, mm. Andrew. Like, you know, I walk down the street, there's 20, 10 out of 10s walking past me, staring. You know, I go to the beach every day after training, rest my legs, eat, drink a real fresh coconut. You know, I go back in the gym in the afternoon, it's still 28 degrees. Right, and you got sparring, endless sparring. You're close to New York. You're close to Mexico, where all my clubs are. So you can't beat where I'm at right now, to be honest. I do miss it for a weekend, but I don't really yeah. miss kind of the grayness, the cold, you know, the freezing, the, you know, all the crime that's happened recently and all yeah. that craziness, you know, that's going on. So, nah, I miss it. I'm happy to come back, but I'm also gonna be happy to get on that plane and head back here. Well, listen, I'm, you're making me miss Miami. I haven't been to Miami since your fight with David Hayes, so you're making me miss Miami, definitely. You're a family man now. Yeah, that, that's it. That's it. My, my, you ain't, you ain't going to Miami anytime soon, mate. No chance. No chance. Unless I bring my wife and kid with me, mate. That's the only time I'm coming to exactly, Miami. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it's been the 13 month outside the ring, so are we expecting a big knockout from you? Is that what you're looking for? To showcase your talent, to, to let everyone know who Joe Forney is? I mean, that misfits... Whether you got show Speed, you've got uh, Slim, you've got all these guys that everybody knows in that little boxing community and that misfits. Maybe Joe Forney, they don't know who Joe Forney is yet. Well, well, this... I think I'm the only one with real... I'm the only guy in that scene with real boxing credibility, right? So if you look at all the guys that are in there around there from even Tommy Fury, right? Like, I'm a title holder, right? A legitimate world top 10 title holder. 
there's no one that's gone crossover. And, and by the way, I love Tommy Fury. I think he's a great dude. Super, you know, it's not a bad, it's not disrespecting him, but out of everyone, he's the best out of all of them, right? So then you put me above him, really. You know what I'm saying? You put me above that guy as a as a boxer. So there is, they're all good guys. Like Slim, you know, Slim. He looks like a handful. Like he looks decent, right? Like Southpaw, super awkward. Looks like a mini, like a chubby Manny Pacquiao kind of thing, you know. <laughs> And so there's some good dudes in it, and that's why it's interesting. That's why people are tuning in because they want to see what would happen if Joe got in the ring with KSI. My my strategy for KSI and my strategy for Tony would be two different things. Strategy for Tony is to get a high highlight showreel knockout. Strategy mm. for KSI is to batter him for six rounds just to teach him manners. You know, let him let let him throw whatever he wants at me and just stand in front of him. We're like, okay, now what? What are you gonna do? Because one thing about getting hit by a real pro fighter is square and getting hit by. Like, like, even me, because remember, I started pro at 30, right? Even mm. how hard I punch now to how hard I punched when I was 31 is a different game. Mm. So just being able to absorb those punches, being able, like, what the look on his face when he hits me with my overhand right, I take it on the chin, I smile at him and walk, walk him down. What's he going to do then? Mm. And that's what the fans want to see. They want to see the contrast of a novice fighting an experienced pro, you know? And that's what I think we'll, we'll get that fight, because if he does well even, He's gone into a different stratosphere. Even if he competes, he's going to go into a different stratosphere. So he has no lose against me. Whereas, like, he beats Dylan Dennis. Again, no disrespect to Dylan Dennis. He's never done nothing wrong to me. The guy's been living his life. But you see him hit the pads the other day. He put out a video hitting the pads. It's like, it's a bit another Ben Askren situation. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, ah, oh, like, even every vote KSI puts out, who should I fight next? Everyone's Joe Fournier. Mm. Because they want to actually see him fight someone, not like what he did last time with those two. Two fights in a night. One guy, you know, doesn't know what he's doing. The other guy can't hold his hands up. Like they, people want to see real fights, and that's even that. And you see, like the Anderson Silva Jake Paul fight. We spoke about that last time. Mm -hmm. No one cares anymore because they want to see you. They want when boxers to box. Mm -hmm. They don't care about oh, let's do the crossover. He's a celebrity. No, they don't want to see. And that's why the sales are so shit for for that fighter. Every his last three fights because he ain't fought a boxer. So people mm -hmm. are like, oh, you know what? I ain't gonna bother tuning in. I'd rather go like go to my local, you know, your call and fight, watch a real fight and pay 50 quid and, and guys really, you know, doing it. So I think that's where it's going to move to. And at some point, these guys have to fight Joe Fournier. They just can't keep fighting their mates and, and then going around in circles and, and YouTubers and, and MMA fighters and legends because in the end, there comes a point where they want to see a real boxing fight. Yeah. And I think KSI, he has... I think he has like he has a different heart to the other guys and that's why he's entertaining it because he don't need to fight me if he didn't want to mm -hmm. right so i would give him like hats off to your respect because he could just swerve me fight dylan dennis go on and fight logan paul again probably get paid 10 times more than fighting me so why would he fight me he'd only fight me because he's taking boxing seriously he really wants to prove himself and he wants to know where he's at and i'm nearly 40 i'm 40 in january 23rd 10 days after the fight so it's not a bad fight for him just a very fresh 40. A young 40, mate. You're a young 40. What? A young, You're a young 40, 40. Yeah. You're a young 40. Definitely a young yeah, 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason why I ask about the knockout on the 14th is because if people don't know, you've not gone the distance. If you David Hay fight, you went the distance, but that was more like a, even though it was a fight, because I seen David did hit you, he cracked you a good shot. So it was a fight, but it's not put on your box record. It's not on your record. So your record... Yeah, right now is all nine, these nine, fights are all in the exhibition kind of realm, aren't yeah. they? Well, you're nine on nine knockouts. You've got a hundred percent knockout ratio. If you yeah. fight KSI, is that going to be? A, are you going to continue that hundred percent knockout ratio with KSI? 
Yeah, but I want to. I want the TV time. I'm gonna. I'm gonna knock him out in the last round. I want to just just bludgeon him. You know, like I want to enjoy it. I haven't done any rounds. The last time I've done eight rounds was David. You know, in 40 months. So if they do split it around, because obviously, if I do go and fight KSI, what's the next progression to that? Logan Paul probably, right? So I want to get the rounds in on the TV. You know, me going out there and just steaming through him, knocking him out, that ain't going to help me because for sure then Logan Paul ain't going to fight me. <laughs> They're going to be like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I'll never get another fight again. That's what happened when I knocked that Raycon so easily. Just walked him down and went bang, bang. And the next fight was meant to be Logan's brother. And he left the promotion because they were like, yeah, fuck that. We don't want this. So it's a real unique thing where you got to win, but not win where do you scare everyone. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, that's I'm, telling them, I'm telling them my game plan. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. You whisper in the ear, you're going to knock them out in the, the eighth round. Is it yeah. Logan Paul or Jake Paul you want? Who, who, why Logan over Jake? Because Jake seems to be the legitimate boxer here. James seems to be the one that's uh, sort of... But he's already bowled it. He's already run away 10 times. I mean, bored of him. It's a bit like Tyson Fury and like Joshua. Like, right. Like, what? I don't know their story, what's happening between them. And I like them both, so I'm not picking sides. But just the narrative that Tyson's saying is, well, he don't want to fight me, so I'm not going to keep chasing him. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know if that's true or not, but just let's assume what has been said is true is that, well, Joshua's got great fights ahead of him. Good luck to Joshua. And Fury's got some great fights ahead of him. Good luck to Fury. So it's like, why do we have to keep talking about us fighting if he's never going to want to fight? Yeah. Because stylistically, it's a bad style matchup for Joshua, but there's other matchups that are like Deontay Wilder, Joshua, that will be a great style matchup for, for him. You know what I mean? And they're both they're all well leveled at the end of the day. Like, no one's, you know, I see them all as the, top, the best of the best this genre of heavyweights, you know, they're doing great. So with him, he just even avoids it every time. You know, we're on the same promotion, the same paid deal. They offered him 10 million quid thriller to fight me. And I don't think he's getting 10 million quid to fight Anderson Silva or Tyrell Woodley too. So why not? Because he doesn't want to fight me. Because he knows that I stand in front of him, I'll trade with him. I ain't going to put, like, there's bad blood there, right? So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, walk him down. And so, yeah, he'll avoid me. He'll talk to Tommy Fury. He'll talk to this guy. He'll talk to that guy. And so Logan... On the other hand, when he says he's going to do something, he's going to do something. And out of the two brothers, Logan's way bigger. Mm. Like L- Logan's massive compared to his brother. Like he's 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 a, he's a genuinely an A-list celebrity, right? So for me, it's like he's part of Misfits. So rather stick it in the, the, the where where the promotion is at, right? Be part of Misfits. <laughs> but like, yeah, I have no interest in that other dude. He's just like for me, like even his brand value. If you see the, the pay-per-view sales, the last three have flopped. So it was like, how does that... Well, no one cares about him anymore. It's kind of done. It's kind of sell-by days over, you know? And you see that in business as well. Mm. Like, you know, you see like Tiger Tiger and Piccadilly back in the day was a place to go, and now it's done. That's kind of like how I see him. Whereas his brother has built a billion-dollar drinks business in Prime with KSI. They're smashing all over. They've got their podcasts. They're doing things. So for me, it's more exciting to fight Logan than his brother. It's more exciting to fight KSI. I think KSI is better than his bro- than than Jake anyway. I think he's the best one. How do how do you get how do you get Logan Paul though? How do you get him to fight? How do you get him? How do you entice well, Logan to fight you? Because he well, said who's he Logan fight. gonna fight? Besides, think about he, it. Well, Who he said is in that pedigree of celebrity <laughs> boxing. Andrew Tate. He said he would come back and fight Andrew Tate of all people. All right, fair enough. Uh, Andrew Tate's a good option. Right, so Andrew Tate. I don't. I'm not heard him speak about anyone else. So let, let, let's let's count out five opponents. Andrew Tate, fair enough. Tommy Fury, fair enough. Tyron Woodley's lost twice. 
Does anyone really want to see him fight again? No offense to the guy. I'm sure he's a nice bloke. Probably not, right? So now he's out. So then who's left? KSI, they've already fought twice. Mm -hmm. Jake's with a different promotion. They ain't going to fight his brother. Probably you, ain't going to fight KSI then, unless... What? You. Me. Right. So you got me, Tommy Fury, Andrew Tate. So if they want to keep this promotion going for more than a year, at some point, they've got to phone me. So I fight him now. I fight him in January. I fight him in May. I fight him in December. At some point, they've got to pick up phone. Even if I would lose to KSI, I'm still in the mix. Because he ain't, no one's ever going to knock me out. And if I would lose, it would be super controversial, I'm sure. Because they're, never, no one's, they're not going to outclass me. Let's put it that way, right? So I could lose and still get the fight. Because they got no one to fight. And that's the thing is, the UFC does a great job at putting fighters together, which can lose and come back. Like McGregor's lost two in a row. But McGregor's a brand. So guess what? He comes back straight to fight number one, interim title, world title. I'm that guy mm. in that world. Because it don't matter. They still want Joe Forney there. You know why? Because I sell fucking loads of tickets. I sell loads of pay-per-view. I'm a brand that people want on the show. No one can flex on me. I've got more money than the whole promotion. Right? So it's like, where you, where do you want to go? They need Joe Forney characters. So it's Misfits is going to grow the similar way to UFC. This UFC, like Andrew, Adesanya just lost. He'll then go fight the number two to then go fight the number one. Mm. It doesn't matter if you lose. Whereas boxing organically was this elitist, unbeaten record thing. Well, if you look at Derek Jezora, his biggest payday was after losing nine fights. It don't matter because why? Derek Jezora, even though, you know, he's lost nine fights, he's a character. People wanted to see the boogeyman, the bad guy. Can he do it? The underdog. So winning and losing that is not really as important as it used to be when you had the Floyd Mayweather's 50-0 cherry-picking their fights. Mm. Now it's about, let's watch fucking cool fights. People really go out and have a scrap. And that's why they want to see KSI. Why do people want to watch Dylan Dennis? Because they fucking hate him. Mm. Right? He, what's he ever done in sport? What's he actually ever done? He never made to the UFC. Right? Got what's he done besides being Conor McGregor's mate? Got, got, got fly kicked by uh, Khabib after the corner. Right. That's it. Yeah, that's it. So it's not a bad, <laughs> but it's entertaining to watch Dylan Dennis try and box now KSI. And so that's kind of what I'm trying to say is it's become like a round robin. It's kind of become like a football league, you know? It's, it's, it's less like a knockout championship in a football league. Who's going to win the most fights? Because I could fight KSI, for example, and knock him out, lose to, lose to Logan. Does that mean I can then fight Jake? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, because yeah, yeah. They, people want to see it. They want to see one way or another who's the best of the best, and they all got to fight each other at some point. So that's cool about Misfits because that other guy, uh, Anthony Taylor, the little the little guy that keeps calling me out, like I'm going to bring another fight, the guy that's two and five, right? But anyway, he's lost two fights, and then he's won two fights, and then he's lost, and he's still there. Why is he around? Because he keeps talking, and he keeps mm. trying to be in the mix, and you know, he gets 20 grand a fight, 40 grand, whatever he's getting, right? But he's made, he's made, that's what people want. Oh, now it's Anthony Taylor versus this guy, or it's this guy versus this guy. And that's what I think KSI is doing with Misfits is very smart, is now there's a group of guys, they're all fighting each other, mm. win or lose. Because you can lose to this guy, you can beat this guy. You lose. Imagine if you got, you know, Tyson Fury, Usyk, Wilder, uh, Joshua, you know, six, eight guys, and you did that. Who did it? It wasn't it Sowland actually that did that. No, the World Boxing Super Series, yeah. World Boxing Super Series. Yeah, the Super Series, right? It was fucking cool. Mm. And that's kind of, they're doing the league version of the Super Series. And if you look at it from, because I'm a businessman, that's how I see it, right? I see it yeah. a bit different than everyone else is looking at it. It's pretty fucking cool. 
Because you then build the character's brand. People start to know everyone. Now you know, you know Slimmy Hendrix or Slimmy Jim, whatever his name is. Salt Bay, the, the slim guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea who he is until then KSI put him on. I never watched his YouTube channel. I have no idea. And I was like, Jesus, that guy's decent. Mm. You know, so you get all these guys. Now people now, now he has a fan base. And that's actually what should be happening in boxing. Is everyone should be fighting everyone. Everyone should be competing with everyone. And it shouldn't be like, oh, let me fight nobody so I'm 22 and 0, and then get a, you know, be ranked number three and get a world title shot and hopefully win. Because that's why people stop watching boxing. And that, you know, and 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 Fury and and uh, Usek fight, that happened. That's gonna be the first time where two guys went, let's do it. Mm. You know? At the top of the game as well, yeah. At the top at the top of the game. And that's why I think it's going to be interesting. That's why I think Misfits is doing so well in the zone is still going with them as, as a partner because no one's doing this. Can I, can, I, can I tell you something quite interesting then, Joe? I was, yeah. with, I was with Kala in Newcastle for Kelly versus Troy Williamson fight. And I said to Kala, like, I've done a little bit. I said, could you get me a fight? And he says, Coogan's already spoke to me about this. And then we spoke. So there's actually maybe a, a small chance, if a small chance, that I might be fighting on one of these Misfits cards as well. Oh, no way. We'll share a changing room. Yeah, we'll share a changing room. As long as I'm not fighting you, Joe, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too, me too. I don't, I don't want to mess with you, dude. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm too small for you, I think, Joe. I think you're a bit too big for me. But yeah, I, I, like just talking there about a brand, you're talking about Anthony Taylor and yourself. You've got these brands. You've got this. You've got the 9-0, 9 knockout record to fall back on. You're a businessman. You've got this. You've got that. You've got this persona, this character that you've built. And you're talking yeah. a good game. You're talking a good game on Instagram as well now. I've seen the, the Misfits thing that they put up and you've shared on your Instagram as well. And you it's you talk a good game. You've got the, don't want to sound disrespectful, but you've got the, the gab, you know what I mean? You can talk. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of fans like. They like, like you said, Jared Jezor, the boogeyman, the bad guy, the good guy, the guy that talks shit. Let's see if he can get knocked out then because he talks so much shit. That's what I think that you bring to this sort of thing as well. And it's it's refreshing, yeah. I think, for... To see it, because yeah. I might have to start talking shit as well then to get myself. Well, that, the irony is, I'm not actually talking shit about any of these guys. I'm mm. just telling the truth. And the people never do that, right? They always front in on being a tough guy, being a bagger. I said, I said, I respect what KSI is doing because guess what? He went from nothing. I don't know how much money his parents have been. I know he went to private school, but that ain't hard. You know, parents can scrape it together. But he's got a billion dollar drinks business. You got to take your hat off to the kid, right? So, am I, when I get in the ring, still going to smash his head in? Yeah. But do I have to scream it every day? I'm a smash red and I'm a smash. No, no one cares because it's like, I'm going to just do it in the ring. Poor old Tony Christodolu, he's going to get smashed. <laughs> he ain't done nothing wrong, but that's the only way I get that fight. Do you understand? So when I'm saying it, I'm just being truthfully honest. And, and the same what I said as well is, one thing I like about KSI, he's kept it real. And, and I said that. It was very hard for me growing up, growing up in Hounslow and trying to like make it and move with the movers and shakers, trying to make money and hustle when I was 16, 17, 18, networking. And if you tell someone you're from Hounslow, they don't want to meet you if they grew up in Chelsea or Notting Hill or Mayfair. And one thing that I'm, I am proud of, like I said before, is where I came from now is something that's really important to me. And there's something that I talk about a lot because I was too embarrassed to tell people before because they would judge me. And now people would see you being real as a good thing. Whereas before it was all fake. And, and that's kind of one thing about I like about social media is you can actually put yourself out there with who you generally are. And then one thing about misfits is that's what they're doing. Those kids are getting out there, like wherever you want to take it. And a lot of people said this before me is they are putting their balls on the line. They're putting their reputation on the line. They're putting their balls on the line. And they're being real. They're being naked in that ring, essentially, right? And that, that is why I'm fighting on Misfits, because 
I do respect every single one of those people, whether I like their personalities or don't like their personalities. They're actually going out and putting the gloves on like I did 10 years ago and actually trying. And look what I've done in 10 years. And some of these kids are 22, 23, 24. You never know. They might win an international title. And so I, I kind of really appreciate what they're doing in this kind of whole round robin. Even the fact that you can get on, you know what I mean? Because that would be a dream come true for you, even one fight. Mm. And that's how I started. It was just one of the one pro fights. I could tell my future kids, hey, daddy was a pro boxer. You know, and that's the that's the point is they're creating dreams, they're creating legacies, they're creating brand building, and they're sharing it. It's not being selfish, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of what I appreciate. So when if KSI calls me last minute, will I jump in with a day's notice? Yes, because he deserves it, because he deserves to have a good opponent, and he deserves it because he's doing everything else for everyone else. And sometimes you've got to give back. And I'm happy to put my body on the line, even though I ain't trained for a six rounder, I've been training for a four rounder, even though I ain't trained for KSI at all, because no one's told me, look, you got the chance. They, you know, Dylan Dennis is putting out his videos. So I'll still jump in. Listen, it's a fight. At the end of the day, he was breaking into my house. What would I do? Go, oh, what's your record? I didn't get a train. I just smashed him in the face. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, that's where it's at. So it's actually really cool. I'm proud to be a part of it. And I hope you get on the card. Well, listen, I, I, I might not be on this one. I might be one in March, I think, or I might push for the... If you're out with me, I might try and push for that because me and Coogan are going to do like an IFL thing where Coogan's going to be in my corner. And okay. I'll have him up at the press conference talking shit, no doubt. I'll try All right. Yeah, and then it'll be good. I'll be your water boy. Well, you can say I'm Coog- the richest water boy in the game. That's that's what Coogan's good for. To be honest, to be honest. <laughs> well, it'll be like it'll be like Boss, sparkling Boss. <laughs> Some prime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, January fourteenth, man. I'm gonna try and get down for the day because, like I said, I want to get on his car, so I might try and get down for the fight night and try and rustle up some feathers. So. What can yeah. I witness on January 14th from uh, Joe Forney? It's going to be an explosive knockout. That's what we're training for. We're not doing any firing past four or six rounds. We're just going straight, you know, super high intensity and uh, really explosive, just kind of like cat and mouse, cat and mouse. Because he's very slippery, t- Tony. Seen some of his USBC fights. He changes stances. He goes powerful, orthodox. You know, those it's a very tricky kid. But at the end of the day, I think I'll get to him. I'll start, I'll start with the body and work my way up. It's going to happen sooner or later. I don't, I don't think he'll get past the second round. If he does, he'll definitely get past the third round. I've only got four rounds to do it, so I, really, I can't really... It's only a four-round fight. Is it four rounds, is it? It's only a four-rounder, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, a sprint. that's a sprint, yeah. It's a sprint, yeah. That's what we're training for, is that's what we know is coming. Because you get out there, you lose the first two rounds. You've got a problem. Mm. Imagine I get outpointed by him. Oh. So I've got to put him away. That's it. Well, that explosive knockout, that's what you've, you, you've said, yeah. and that's what... Listen, if anything to go by with your last nine fights in the professional ranks, then I think yeah, you're on to a winner there. But listen, Joe, thank you so much, man, for the for your time as always, man. Listen, enjoy Miami. Hopefully one day I can get back out there. But uh, And we'll have, we'll have a few beers after the fight. 100%, brother. 100%. Listen, right, Joe, always a pleasure, my man. And uh, listen, see you on the 14th. Thank you, buddy. Take care. Cheers, Andrew. I'm going to share something with you. That might put me in a very negative light, yeah. Relationships are not my forte. You see if someone grabbed up my wife and saying, completely different ball game. I'll walk away from it, and this has been like a therapy session. Sports Social Podcast Network.